0: are the stories in the Bible too.
1: What if I told you that there are hundreds of confirming witnesses which give intricate detail to
0: the stories in the Bible?
1: Have you ever found yourself deep in the rabbit hole with questions that no one seemed to have the answers to? Join us every other Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for our Ask Me Anything series with author and researcher Zen Garcia. As you shed Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for another. Ask Me Anything with Zen Garcia. This is your host, Joy Garcia, and we are on episode number 45, which is absolutely amazing. Zen, how are you tonight?
0: Doing well. Glad to be here with you. Yes. And everybody else.
1: Yes. Definitely amazing to fellowship with our listening audience and to be able to hear all of these awesome questions so as always i'll get straight into it with a prayer and then we can get started with the questions
0: sounds good
1: father we thank you so much for your love as always we thank you so much most importantly for salvation through you we thank you that we have all these questions in our hearts and that you have answers for them and we thank you for gifting zen in researching and being able to spend this time with us to answer our questions we ask that you would give him wisdom and lead him and guide him as he hears these questions and answers according to your will father we ask that you would be with us as we fellowship tonight we thank you so much for your love once again salvation through you in yahusha's name we pray amen
0: amen
1: all right first question of tonight is from jonathan If Satan was cast down to earth, then Satan tempted Eve. Doesn't that mean the Garden of Eden was on earth?
0: No. Um, And again, you can get confirmation of this in all of the primary Adamic literature as well as the Targum on the fall of humanity. And you'll see that included within those chapters and verses before where it leads up to Them, God clothing them with a coat of skin, that that actually was the mortal flesh embodiment, um, and that this is what took place when they came under the authority of death. That when they, He said to them, in the day that you touch or eat thereof, you shall die. And that's in fact what happened in the legends of the Jews. It speaks about how. A day is as a thousand years with the Lord. It Says this in Second Peter as well. And Adam died when he was 930 years of age, as did Eve, which is less than uh, a day in a thousand years. And so, um, and again, you can get confirmation of this in the uh, the book of Enoch, the second book, the book of the Secrets of Enoch, the vision of Paul. And so many other places that all affirm that they fell from paradise. Even Christ in Revelation says, remember from whence thou art fallen. And that is not only Adam and Eve as our ancestors, but for all of us as collective humanity, that in our pre-existence, in our bright nature, we were living in what is the home of the righteous, which is the city of God, New Jerusalem where the saints are now that were resurrected when Christ dying on the cross descended down into Sheol and fulfilling the promise that he had given to Adam and and to Eve when banished from paradise that he said he would be born of their flesh and become one of their descendants. And in dying on the cross, he would enter into Sheol and free them from the bondage Um, And their captivity and that's exactly what occurred and you can read the gospel of Nicodemus for further confirmation of this as well and you see that even the promise that was given to the thief this day you shall be with me in paradise that this is where Paul cites the paradise being in the third heaven and this is in second Corinthians chapter 11 as well and so uh, all of these things affirm that paradise is in the heavens above the vaulted dome of the earth and that this is where New Jerusalem currently resides and as it says in Revelation 20 and 21 it will descend out of the heavens at the end of days when um, Christ descends to the earth and it is here that we will reign with him God willing, for the thousand years of the millennial rest.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Peter. I'm asking if you have published a pictograph that illustrates your analysis of Enoch descriptions of our sun and moon path. I'm unable to make sense of the descriptions from Enoch. It is way beyond my limited abilities to visualize portals, paths, and through. 364 days for sun and moon
0: yes I have you can find these depictions and illustrations in my ninth book the flat earth as key to decrypt the book of Enoch and you can also I released a short video on YouTube um, on you can search by Zen Garcia plots the course of the Sun And it should come up. It's a 10 to 15 minute video where I explain the motion, the description of the book on the courses of the heavenly luminaries, Enoch's description of the sun as it moves through these portals from the Tropic of Capricorn to the Tropic of Cancer and back, which is what the sun does and um, and how it also establishes the seasons.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Kelly. How does one know that the Mother Holy Spirit is with them? I have no gift of tongues, healing, or prophecy. Is she with us when we are moved to compassion? I always feel a powerful, loving energy prompting me when this happens. This energy can be so intense at times that I'm moved to tears. Is that her? Uh,
0: I do believe so, yes. And um, we when we feel the Spirit, we're moved, oftentimes, to tears. And this happens to me quite often when I'm reading and studying scripture or caught up in a moment of prayer or just basking in the light of existence, being outside with uh, the Father and the great creation, the great mystery that is all things that He established for us. that people that are really tied to, and that recognize and honor the sanctity of every moment and the grand blessing that the Most High has provided to each of us, and just you know, giving us the gift of existential being, um, it's it's an overwhelming thing. And I think that um, people that are tied in relationship to the Most High that often even in reading about especially the passion of christ that sometimes when i read like the gospel of gamaliel or or other manuscripts which talk about even the gospel account of the the sacrifice that christ made for us in giving us salvation in being the passover lamb and in bringing us you know forgiveness of sins um these things are very deeply overwhelming and deeply moving, And also, I, I think that the infancy gospels have a tendency to move people in manners such as this. And yes, I do believe that uh, it is the spirit and the Holy Spirit moving on us, and that um, you know, these kind of things happen uh, for those that truly recognize the, the blessing that the Savior Messiah gifted all of us with salvation through him.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Joseph. I'm reading the book titled Paradise Sides of the North and Mount of the Congregation. Zen mentions there were different worlds prior to Genesis 1-2 and quoted 2 Peter 3, Ezekiel 26, Isaiah 23, and Jeremiah 4. I was only able to recognize 2 Peter 3.6, which I thought it was referring to the flood in Genesis 7 due to the evil deeds of the fallen angels creating the giants of the renown. Please enlighten me on how Scripture 2 Peter 3, Ezekiel 26, Isaiah 23, and Jeremiah 4 was revo- referring to the world before Genesis 1.2. Oh my gosh,
0: that's a uh, huge loaded question uh, and I've done many shows on this but to quickly bring this up for those that are listening um, let me just pull up the passage here in Second Peter chapter 3 he says that um, for this they willingly are ignorant of And I did a show exactly by that title where I explained all this in a two-hour program as well as The World That Then Was. Um, People can look up those two specific shows because they are connected to this topic. But this they are willingly ignorant of that by the word of God the heavens were of old. That word old there is olam and it speaks of the primeval, primordial, very ancient and distant past. And then it says, and the earth standing out of the waters and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. And if you read in Isaiah 45, verse 18, it says that the earth was a perfect work and that it was created in harmony and to be, Inhabited, it was not created in vain, uh, vacant or of desolation, which is exactly what we see referenced in Genesis chapter one, verse two, and if there where it says the earth became, the words are in the Hebrew tohu wabohu, which means that the primeval earth became a deserted wasteland and an indistinguishable ruin. Those words wasteland and ruin imply that something occurred which makes complete sense because why would God make the earth destroyed or only fashion it halfway complete it doesn't make sense and so when you understand and look at the Hebrew that is described Jeremiah chapter 4 verses 23-30 is one of the other chapters and verses where tohu wabohu is also mentioned the earth becoming without form and void and you see mentioned in those passages a time when there was not yet any man man was not created same as in chapter 2 verses 4 through seven, where it speaks about a time when man was not yet made uh, to till the land, um, and that the there was not yet rain, and that um, the a mist went up that watered the garden and the earth, and this was all before the what became the destruction of the first world age, which is spoken about here again in second peter and it tells us that the first world age was destroyed by a a flood a deluge which destroyed everything the word perished there in the greek means completely annihilated utterly destroyed and so this was something different from what is cited in Noah's flood—that was not a complete destruction. Noah and his family were spared, and the animals that were in the sea, and even the, you know, some of the birds that fled, and all the animals that were on the ark were spared. In, um, in, and God had preserved them. And we see also that in this passage, that when you read down through this chapter it tells us about how the end of this age, the second world age, which is from Genesis 1-2 onward, and we see that the last 6,000 years and what will be 7,000 years, including the millennial rest, that this will be and compromise the duration of the second world age. And we know that according to of the Great Commission 3 and the end time apocalypses the narrative of all the end times manuscripts which we've studied and read and shared in the DRC that when Christ comes again in second advent when he descends down here to the earth that there will be a new heaven and a new earth before New Jerusalem descends out of the skies and comes down here to the earth and so This is what it's described here. Um, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what man or person ought ye be in all holy conversation and goodliness? and I'll just read the, I might as well read the last two passages. An account that long-suffering our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, and this is Second Thessalonians, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they, that are unlearned and unstable, rest as they also, the other scriptures, their own destruction. And, and so anyways, this whole thing is talking about the day of the Lord at the end of days. Uh, when the wrath of God is poured out on the wicked and the stars come crashing to the earth. This is what sets the earth ablaze. And Isaiah also speaks about how the crooked places will be made straight. The uh, mountains brought low, the seas brought high. Uh, in Revelation of Saint. John the Theologian and the second book of the Sibling Oracles, it speaks about how the earth will be made flat, again, completely smooth and white as snow, uh, like a tabletop, and that it will be restored to what it was previous to you know the earth and the 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 land being elevated above the sea level which in the recreation of the earth is when the land was separated and elevated above what was then the waters that had completely and which Peter speaks about in the early part of this verse where he says, um, where it talks about the earth standing in the water and out of the water. For this they are willing and ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. And so, you know, again, uh, this was the destruction of Genesis 1-2. And if you look to and read, especially the book that I'm writing right now, which I've added so much material, I'm probably going to have to separate this book into two portions. It's currently 550 pages, which I'm not able to publish a book beyond 450 pages. And so it's either remove a lot of information or divide it into two. And so I'm still considering what I need to really do with uh, all the information. And I'm still adding stuff. There's still so much that I'd like to include and so but this particular book and those shows that I mentioned for this they are willingly ignorant of and the uh, whereby the world that then was look those up on YouTube and you'll find greater elaboration on this same particular theme and those that's four hours of show explaining what I just went through in you know the last ten minutes
1: Thank you, next question is from Nicole. Is all technology a teaching from fallen angels? How do they give this information to humans?
0: No, not all technology, but yes, um, a lot of technology and a lot of what is, um, you know, as far as that which is destructive and that which is technology, which um, supports the destruction of either the earth, the creatures, or humanity. These kind of things that were instituted by the fallen ones long ago and that the blame for evil and sin uh, has been upon Azazel, which is just another name for Satan. And so um, a lot of what is, you know, those kind of technologies are things that were fashioned and formulated in ancient times that even Christ said of his return and of the end of the age that as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the second coming of the Son of Man. And it, in my opinion, is implying that there was a lot of the fallen angel technology and also the interdiction of the angels and the giants, their presence upon the earth, and the what was led to the miscegenation, the genetic corruption, um, and the advancements in high technology at that time that Solomon also says, you know, that there's nothing new under the sun, and that what was then is and, you know, will be. And so, um, yeah, that's That's my opinion
1: on the topic. Thank you. Next question is from Nicole. Do you believe that the pyramids all over the world were built by the fallen angels? If yes, do you think that these structures are actually a copy of heavenly beings?
0: Yes and yes. I I do believe that the fallen ones are replicating what they saw in the heavens and what is described as Uh, Mount Zion, the Mount of the Congregation and also that New Jerusalem according to my uh, friend Patrick Heron who wrote the book Nephilim and the Pyramid of the Apocalypse and God bless him, he has since uh, gone on to be with the Lord but he wrote about and described how in his opinion New Jerusalem was in the shape of a pyramid and I do absolutely agree with him and it is my opinion also that this is why we see the fallen angels in creating in these megalithic structures the ziggurats and the temples and the pyramid complexes uh, all over the world that they are counterfeiting what they had seen in the heavens and that um, the city of God, the majesty of what the Most High has established as New Jerusalem That is what they are replicating in, you know, this megalithic structures and this Cyclopean architecture.
1: Thank you. Next question is also from Nicole. Did the world that then was get destroyed by God with a judgment or by the war that broke out in heaven when Satan and his angels got cast out? Also, were the fallen angels always around as lowercase gods even in the first world age
0: yes yes and yes yes. um, the fallen ones uh, were the war in heaven is what led to the destruction of the earth but also um, before that time that God had laid judgment upon them previously and that the myths of the destruction of Atlantis which is one of the predominant themes of the book that I'm currently working upon that these things were said to have happened in the very ancient times and you can see uh, glimpses of this destruction and this judgment this punishment that was exacted upon them by the Most High God preserved in Jeremiah chapter 4 um, Ezekiel chapter 26 and Isaiah chapter 23, uh, and as well as Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. But clearly in many other ancient manuscripts and sources, which are also will be included in this particular book, for instance, the discourses of Plato, Timaeus, and Critias, and the description of the Atlantean kingdom and the destruction that... uh, they underwent and the scroll of thothis the emerald tablets of thought both of those also preserve what was the destruction of the ancient atlantean empire uh, in very ancient times even before what is the you know the destruction of genesis 1 2 um, but that certainly that destruction was the one that completely wiped out and annihilated. And we also see that in the, uh, the flood, that that was a judgment against the fallen angels and the watchers for their creation of the giants. Um, and we also see that the destruction of the Tower of Babel was another judgment against them. And Nimrod and his uh, trying to establish himself as uh, god that these kind of things have been ongoing. Even Israel being led into Canaan and told to wipe out every man, woman, and child to decimate all flesh of the Nephilim bloodline and seed, this was also uh, a judgment against them. And so we see these kind of things ongoing and that at the end of days, the wrath of God poured out on those not written into the books of life. The tares that are gathered for burning first before the wheat is preserved. I mean, these are things that um, you know are constant because the enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent has been since the war in heaven. It continued with the enmity between the bloodlines here on the earth And will continue until the end of days. That Christ said that, you know, let both grow together until the time of the end. And so this war will be ongoing until the second advent with the harvest. The separation of the wheat and the tares, the goat and the sheep, the wise and the foolish virgins.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Nicole. Did the world that then was get destroyed? Oh wait, we just did that one. Yeah. Next one is from Courtney. It's Paul a false apostle.
0: No, he's not, Um, and he is one that was anointed to go forth to share the gospel to the the Gentiles, and that the Jews and those that uh, were part of even the sect that. He had been uh, brought up in in understanding the law. He was taught by Gamaliel, who was one of the uh, you know the wisest of instructors at that time. And Gamaliel and his brother Nicodemus also accepted Christ as Savior Messiah. Um, that you know Paul was instructed to go to the Gentiles and to expand what is the olive tree, and that the children of Cain the serpent seed were grafted in uh, as a you know, wild branch of the olive tree and so um, no and I also have read and shared and brought forth how in the epistles of the apostles that Christ tells the apostles that he's going to he's going to bring Paul to them and that they are to heal them, heal him, and that he's going to ordain him to be, um, you know, one of the teachers, and that he's going to be uh, very anointed in working on behalf of the kingdom for the Father and the Son. And so, you know, these things are affirmation. Um, and so I, I forget the name of the show. The controversy of Paul. I recommend people listen to that um, that show that I did when this all first came to light and many people were questioning uh, this same uh, theme, you know and asking as to whether Paul was a false apostle or not.
1: Thank you. next question. Oh. Actually, in your last question, um, do you recall what book you were talking about when, what was the question? It was the question, did the world that then was get destroyed? Do you remember what book you were referring to? The,
0: the scroll of Thothis is from the Colburn Bible, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth you can find online. Um, and, and then as far as from the biblical account, Jeremiah chapter four, Ezekiel chapter twenty-six, Isaiah chapter twenty-three, and Genesis one-two and Second 2 Peter chapter three as well.
1: Awesome, thank you so much. Next question is from Courtney: Are we gods or angels, and we just don't know it yet because we are blinded, or something is bi- blinding us from the truth, and we have to find out that tr- find that truth somehow?
0: We're not gods yes we are angels in fallen form and we when we pre-existed we were part of the sons of God uh, which are the angels that serve the most high there's only three beings that are part of the Godhead that's the father the son and the Holy Spirit they are the only God and they are a Godhead a triune Godhead three in one trinity meaning three uh, unity meaning one so it is a you know trinity and so those are the only true gods because they have the power to manifest from nothingness and they were the ones that pre-existed all things and have no age and were not created they are not created beings Uh, Everything else was created by them, found and formulated by them, that we have within us what is Christ and the kingdom. And so everything that exists is a part of the source and force that is the light of the Godhead, that sound, vibration, energy. God is the essence uh, of all of that, and that is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Everything else is spiritual, um, you know, the angel, uh, the even the, the spirits of the elements, the spirits of the wind, the spirits of fire, uh, the spirits of, you know, all the different things that were manifest, uh, these were all things that God created. And as we see John chapter 1, It was by the word and through wisdom that God ordered and established the creation.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Chad. Did Yah originally create us to be vegetarians or vegans?
0: Uh, It does expressly say that in the legends of the Jews and that it was only after the giants started to cannibalize animals and to eat the flesh and to drink the blood. That God, with the the rainbow and the covenant with Noah, that He gave them permission to begin to eat animal flesh, so long as it did not have the blood within it. And so, yes, that is the uh, provision which was extended to us. But uh, before that, all seed and all fruit bearing trees and you know all the things of the earth that that was meat for us
1: thank you next question is from chad Yah created man male and female as part of this construct on the sixth day the same day he created cattle later in genesis 2 he created adam and eve from eve two birth lines exist the serpent seed and adam seed Is it so that there are good humans from Adam and bad humans from Satan and a lot of other humans, like the ones Cain ran into, for example, that are just neutral somehow, somehow different, or could be considered a non-player characters?
0: Uh, Those were the pre-Adamites, and those were the ones that were created expressly on the earth in Genesis chapter 1. Verses 26 through 28, you see that they were made as couples, male and female, created He them. And there were multiple races, and that they were spread out all upon the plane of the earth. And so these beings were told to be fruitful, to multiply, and to replenish the earth. And so they were already here on the earth. They were made to be on the earth whereas Adam was made and placed into the garden of God which is paradise above the vaulted dome of the earth and then Eve was extracted from his side from his 13th rib which is now why we only have 12 ribs and so um, Eve was removed from Adam and then to be his helpmeet uh, and to be what would together they would create and be one flesh and then eating from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge good and evil that's when they took on flesh embodiment their genitals appeared Satan seduced Eve Adam repeated the act with her they covered their genitals they hide from God and then they are all three brought before him and then the punishments are delved out, and prophetically God tells them to the serpent, there's going to be enmity between your seed and her seed, and then to Eve that she's going to have to bear children in sorrow and that the lustful call to procreate with her husband uh, that she should this should only be with Adam and not the serpent or anybody else and then Adam would have to work the soil to bring forth sustenance to feed what would be uh, his progeny and so yes this is the the story of the fall of humanity and what is the ongoing war between these two particular bloodlines
1: thank you next question is from seven head What do you think specifically Adam and Eve did with their time before the fall?
0: They were, well, Adam, it says in the Kitab al magali he was uh, initiated into the order of the ancients and that he was made priest, prophet, and king in what is the Church of Eden. And so he was there to learn the... um, what is, and be instructed in being a priest, prophet, and king and both he and Eve were also tilling and taking care of and watching over the other creatures and they were tending the garden of God which is paradise not that they had to work the soil because in paradise the fruits and the trees they give of themselves you don't have to do anything in order to elicit um, the fruit or to bring forth sustenance from the garden it it does that all of its own Um, and it was only after the earth was brought through and cursed you know with briars and thorns and that Adam would have to work it in order to bring forth sustenance that all took place here on the earth and so that's something completely different. Uh, but it is my opinion that just as we, when we return and we enter into the millennial rest, we will learn the the feasts and the celebrations. And as it says in Isaiah 66, that we will observe the mandate for from Kadesh to Kadesh and from Sabbath to Sabbath. And so we will Worship God as the angels do. We'll come together, you know, daily, inquire and sing praises to the Most High. It is that is our job uh, in you know during that time is to recognize the omniscience and the uh, incredible, uh, awesome majesty of our God, and to celebrate and worship Him and to praise praise them and so that's what the job of the angels as well as doing you know the other things uh, in the administration of the Godhead in serving them being ministering spirits unto what will be the next cycle of humanity Um, that whatever you know God would have us do that uh, that's what we will do but it won't be boring at all
1: Question is from Sirius on Ask Me Anything with Authors and Garcia, episode 44. And one of the questions was asked from him was about where to get a book of Bible, which contains many Bibles, canons, books within that particular book. And Mr. Zen Garcia has mentioned about a particular book which contains many canons, like some 80 books or similar to that. If I am not mistaken, and can get that book for free, I believe I have heard something like that during the lecture. He was asked that question. If I am correct, would you please ask him about that book? And if it does exist, and can someone get that book for free?
0: Um, the King James version of the Bible is that what they're alluding to? The I guess the eighty books.
1: Eighty books. yeah.
0: Yeah, you you can find that online, you know, there's all uh, those particular you would just have to look up the 66 books of the King James Version of the Bible and then include the 13 books of the Apocrypha as well as the Shepherd of Hermas, which all of these manuscripts are freely available online um, and if that's what you're asking about, and then also with regard to you know the Targum. Uh, we make those available, but you can you can find those online as well. Um, many manuscripts you can find freely online. I just particularly when we first started SacredWordPublishing.com, I wanted to have books and all these manuscripts in book form because I don't like to read on the computer, and I don't like to read you know from. Uh, a, a screen. I want to have it in page form, where I can go outside and sit in the sun and study and read and be with the Creator and the and the creation. And so I started doing and putting all of these manuscripts into book form for my own uh, purposes, so that I could study them myself. And you know, it was then. Making you know since I already was doing that, I just then made it available for everybody and um, and so that's why you can now find all of these ancient manuscripts and compilations of all these incredible texts and many of them you know a lot of the material we create and have compiled you can't find anywhere else and so um but if that's what you're asking about, then uh, certainly. And we also have a resource section on our website where we allow people to uh, download uh, some of my books and other sources freely. So if that's not what you're asking about, then you can check there for you know free resources.
1: Yes, and we have also... Um produce the 1611 KJV as well Yes uh, The Apocrypha yeah.
0: Apocrypha, yes
1: mm-hmm. And then also I will add the link To the free resources From our website into the chat And we'll add it to the description Of the video below If you did not know that we had that A lot of people do not So adding that now um, Next we have our question From Jackie I have an important question regarding in cryptocurrencies with the dollar in process of sinking. Is it contributing to the B system? If we invest in it, if it is okay, how do I start? Not sure what to do. I don't have much, but whatever I could do to help my family, I would like to know.
0: Um, You can email me and I have um, something already written up that gives you ideas and tells you how to, you can involve yourself in doing that and no i think it's actually even though yes i do believe that at some point you know digital currency and ai technology and those kind of things will be part of the beast system everything is part of the b system dollars right now are part of the b system even gold and silver uh every kind of form of currency is part of the beast system the matrix of control um, and you just can't get away from it because this world is under the authority of Satan and that's just the way it is and the Antichrist will rule over and reign over what is a one world economic, political and religious system and everything is moving towards that a new world order uh, I personally think it's wise to diversify and that if you are able and capable um, that, you know, you should invest in a lot of different things. I, I think that it's especially beneficial to invest in food, um, you know, even medicine and even uh, firearms and things to protect yourself and your family. Uh, batteries, you know, uh, solar, uh, a solar radio, things of that nature, solar panels, uh, if you can, those kind of things. And so whatever you are capable of doing, uh, preparation, I think, is wise. You know, water, um, gardens, I think gardens are going to be incredibly relevant and important in that knowledge of how to grow food and how to raise your own, for instance, um, you know, chickens or ducks or whatever it is you uh, decide to, to raise as uh, to support, you know, as, as food, you know, whatever. Uh, I think those kind of things are wise to do and that what we are seeing and witnessing even now is a collapse of what was the normal aspect and, uh, you know, the normality of, life and being that everything is changing and nothing will ever be the same and we are being forced to adapt and we see even now that you know there's been an increase um, just lately Uh, the price of Bitcoin has started to rise and I do believe it will continue to rise in some manner Uh, and that gold also gold is like 1800 now and silver is now twenty-two dollars an ounce. I mean, that is a huge rise. It was just fourteen dollars, not but a few months ago, and so that's an incredible uh, elevation in price. And I think that because there's so much debt, and that at some point, you know, we're already America is beyond the the um, the ability of going back and even paying off our debt so at some point our system and our financial standing is going to come to a complete standstill there it, America is going to be bankrupt and things are gonna have to change uh, we cannot even you know at, we're already a hundred percent GDP in just trying to pay down our debt we've already borrowed more money than we can create as a country. And pretty soon we're going to start borrowing just to pay on the interest. And and we're not even going to be able to afford that. And so people are wise to uh, take steps and to use the dollar while it's still strong. Um, because it's really, it's worthless. And... You know, people should use and convert uh, however much they can, what are, you know, this monopoly money into real assets. And however you are able to do that, whatever you decide, Uh, but certainly I think diversity is a wise thing. And I also think that, you know, digital assets, digital currencies that can be sent and transferred and... Uh, carried over across, um, you know, borders, uh, that these kind of things are also wise. Like, for instance, you can't carry more than $10,000 in cash. They can confiscate it from you. You can't carry bars of gold or silver and leave out of the country with it. They'll confiscate it from you. Uh, You'll be lucky to be able to get out if you need to with those kinds of assets and so those are things to consider
1: thank you and just as a reminder we also have a crypto Beatles who has a youtube channel that talks about um, cryptocurrencies and he's coming on this thursday as a guest on your show on secrets revealed zen which is July 30th. So those who are interested in kind of doing a deeper dive on cryptocurrencies and stuff like that, feel free to join us, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, July 30th.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a great show, and I will be asking him uh, even about these kind of considerations, so please do join us.
1: Yes. Uh all right and just want to give a shout out and just show our gratitude to Fitz Gonzo who just put in a super chat. Thank you for your donation. And they ask, they say great show guys. What's your take on Star Wars storyline being like the wars in heaven during the rebellion? I thought about that when y'all talk about the Solomon Ring the other night.
0: Uh yeah, that's a very interesting point. And I think you know, that Hollywood has uh, an insight on things that have occurred in the ancient past, and that a lot of the Hollywood directors and producers, connected to secret societies, they have an understanding of what is occultic or the arcane mysteries, even the knowledge of what the ancient um, aliens or the extraterrestrial, the fallen angels, the rebel ones, what they brought to the earth in ancient times and how it plays into what is, you know, because the Star Trek, I mean, even the Star Trek and Star Wars, uh, light and darkness, the battle of good and evil, these are ancient themes which date back to and are linked with what are the rebel angels, Lucifer, Satan, the adversary, Uh, the rebellion against the Most High, and the challenge of Christ and his authority, his dominion over the angels. Uh, And so, these are things that certainly play out in every uh, storyline. You know, you always see the struggle of good and evil, and the heroes emerging. Uh, Sometimes good, sometimes bad, depending on which side uh, is, you know, brought forth as heroine, or a hero, or um, you know, the, the focus of the storyline, and so yeah, these things are very ancient, and they date back to very ancient times, even, you know, Joseph Campbell in the in his work, and the story of Mythology and how it all has certain stages and phases. Um, he he also brings forth what is you know the uh, the what is really leading back to the struggle of good and evil um, against one another. But we know that you know Christ will settle the score, and at the end of days, um, he will be judge and tormentor for those that rebelled against him
1: thank you and we will now move on to live questions because you just answered 14 questions actually 15 yeah 14 emailed in questions and then Fitzgonzo's questions so 15 (laughs) so first live question is from MJM at what point in time did the priests split split from the kings? Was this when the northern kingdom split from the southern at some later time?
0: Um. Well, I think uh, even previous to that, but yes, that is um, one of the you know the times as far as when the the priesthood was separated, uh, the Levites, and then we know that when Judah and Israel became two separate entities, that the uh those that were not Judah and not Benjamin, uh, they started to worship in other places and they established altars and and, and fell away to observe and to worship, you know, the fallen angels, and that they got involved in worshiping a pantheon of the gods and goddesses, goddesses and sacrificing their children on altars uh, this was something that Rob and I even spoke about last night in talking about um, even after what was the, the flood of Noah's day and the reestablishment of the land being divided amongst the, the children that really quickly Right afterwards, we see that um, the Canaanites and even the, the children, um, that of what was Canaan in the line of Shem, that they fell away and they started to build idols and that the devils, Satan and the fallen angels, started to speak to them through these idols and to demand blood sacrifice. And the offering of their children. So they began to involve themselves in such practice. And so it's always been a part of, you know, ever, even during the time of Enosh, um, going back to the first 10 generations, that it speaks about how they fell away from God and involved themselves in idolatry back then. And so. You know, this has always been a part. That's why God divorced Israel. And he warned them uh, to not take on the leaven of the giants or or even the Pharisees. And so these kind of things have always been uh, a part and um, something that God warned about. And unfortunately... Um, We've fallen away, and even in this day and age, uh, we are living in times where uh, America also has fallen away, and the world has fallen away, so that things are, you know, those things that are evil are called good, and what is good called evil. And Paul spoke about this, you know, that there would be this great falling away before the man of sin was revealed and declaring himself as God in the temple of God, these are all things that are here right now, and that we are living them, you know, just the fact that we are every day killing uh, innumerable amounts of children the slaughter of innocents and that's part of the fabric of the inner workings of America I mean, that in and of itself is sadistic and something that uh, God will only tolerate for a certain time, in my opinion.
1: Thank you. It is 9.58 PM. I think this is a great time to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Many truth seekers are constantly studying alone but there is a place where we can come together. The Digital Readers Club is our online ecclesia, meant for those who've forsaken churchianity, but still want the closeness of a family to study with. Join us every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time to put together the puzzle pieces of truth scattered throughout the ancient scriptures. Sacred Word Revealed.
0: Comes to Atlanta, Georgia. On September 11th to the 13th, 2020. Purpose to reveal end time mysteries.
1: To prepare the final generation. We must don the full armor of God.
0: Featuring Zen Garcia. Dr. Joy Pugh.
1: Rob Skiba.
0: Gary Wayne
1: Yana Benoon Stephen Benoon
0: Dr. Stephen Pigeon,
1: Justin Garcia
0: Laurel Austin
1: Nathan Reynolds Buy your tickets now at sacredwordrevealed.com Your partnership with Sacred Word Publishing goes further than the publishing of ancient manuscripts and weekly video content. You also make a huge impact across the earth in orphanages in Myanmar, India, and Kenya. Your support is crucial for the development of the Ecclesia of Real Truth Seekers. We thank you for joining us in hosting Secrets Revealed, Momentary Zen, The Digital Readers Club, Ask Me Anything series, and other shows that have helped lead so many to the truth of salvation.
0: To become even more involved, please visit patreon.com slash sacredwordpublishing where you can partake in exclusive, interactive, patron-only content and help us continue shining the light of love in this darkened world.
1: All right, we are back. I do want to give a couple of other announcements. Um, A lot of people have been reaching out to us asking if the Sacred Word Revealed conference was still still happening? And the answer is we believe so. So I've reached out to the hotel and the bus companies and I've asked them if they would still host us. And they said, as long as we were okay with the, you know, quote unquote risk, um, that they would be happy to host us still. Now I don't know what's going to happen within the next month. So what we've decided to do so far, this is the most recent um decision is to have it open for whoever feels like I, I understand it's probably gonna be hard to fly. They're gonna force you to wear a mask and all these kinds of things. So if you for whatever reason don't wanna fly, Um, feel free to join us virtually. We're going to be using a platform called Hop In, I think, um, that will allow you to join us virtually. You'll still be able to fellowship with other people, still have virtual booths and things like that. It'll be as close to a real conference as you can get online. But for those who are local and still want to fly in, um, feel free to join us at the hotel, even if it's just five people like myself, Justin Zen, and maybe two of you like <laughs> we'll be there. Uh, but we still have to ask the speakers who's willing to actually join us in person. Um, but that way, Even if it's a small fellowship, we can at least see um, each other and have that option available. So that's the most recent um, thing. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, we are having a conference called Sacred Word Revealed Conference here in Atlanta, Georgia, September 11th through 13th. Actually, the, the... trailer probably just played. So you should know about it now. Um, so yeah, if you can make it, please, please let us, uh, please join us sacred And if we hear anything about not being able to do it or whatnot, um, we will definitely keep you guys updated, but as of now they're, they're happy to still host us. So please keep praying for us. And with that, I will move on to, our favorite time of the Ask Me Anything with Zen Garcia, which is a time where we give away a free book. So, Zen, can you please tell us what the free book is that you decided? And then we'll ask the question. And let people, while we're waiting for the answer, we will have um, you explain why you chose that book.
0: Yes. Um, well, like, well, the, the book is going to be Diane Cover's book. And I know that we don't awesome. usually give out uh, others, and I usually give my own. But I, I, I want people to have access to this book, Yahweh's unique timepiece explained. And, you know, I'll tell why afterwards.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, the question. Question for tonight, and if you know the answer, please add it into the live chat, and the first person who answers this question correctly will get this book shipped to them for free. The question is, how long was Daniel's fast? Question again is, how long was Daniel's fast? And as we wait, then please let us know why you chose this book. Uh,
0: Well, for those that do follow our work, we did a show this past Tuesday with the code searcher, Jonathan, and also Diane Cover about the calendar. And I know that there's great interest out there uh, from people that are wanting to learn about and to follow the true calendar uh, and the Moadim as established by the Most High God. And so this book will help you to understand better not only the calendar setup, but why it is that you should follow the Levitical feast days instead of the pagan, uh, you know, Constantinian holy days, uh, holidays uh, is what they are, um, that aren't even the true uh, holy days that God mandated for us to observe. And so uh, this book will give you great insight into why you should follow this calendar and um, how to um, observe it.
1: All right, the person who won tonight is Drumroll, please is P3 Nate Raider. And the correct answer was three full weeks, which is also 21 days. So um, if you could please email us at Sacred Word Publishing at gmail.com with your shipping address, We will definitely send that book to you. Thank you so much. And congratulations on that free book. And we also did, uh, actually, I'm about to add the link. If you're interested in the Yahweh's unique timepiece explained, um, feel free to check that out. I think we should have a preview of the book as well on this link. Um, So we'll move on to the next question, which was a live question from Dina Garcia, then why do occultists use the tetragram Yahweh, Y H W H? Tetragrammaton, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, that's you know that's how they have rendered it in English. The Yodhe Vadhe is Y H V V H. There is no W, but um, but that's the way they rendered it in. the the Bible, and then, you know, of course, they have changed uh, and removed even what was uh, the Tetragrammaton and and put in God and Lord God, uh, Elohim, you know, those kind of things. And so, um, and, and it's just, there are no vowels as well in the original Hebrew, and so those things were added much later. Which is also why we have, um, you know, some people say Yahaveh, some people say Yahuwah, uh, others say Jehovah. Uh, but they are all uh, n- the names of the Most High God that come from what is the original yod heh vad which in the pictogram- pictographic um, Hebrew means behold the hand, behold the nail. And it's, you know, basically an allusion to Yahushua, which means Yahweh's or Yahuwah's salvation, uh, Yah's Savior. And and so the name of the Father and the name of the Son have meaning um, and you know, describe even the mission, the role of Christ as Savior Messiah uh, in the original Hebrew. And so um, that's why.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Conspiracy Coffee. Are there any extra biblical texts regarding speaking in tongues?
0: Mm. Oh, well, in the Great Commission, you know, the speaking in tongues is um, when the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in a language that was understood by all the other people. And then also if you go to the original um, Shavuot, Pentecost, when the Israelites were given the law, the Torah on Mount Sinai, that they also, uh, all the other cultures heard them in their own languages, and so that was a type in a shadow of the speaking in tongues that took place when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles. You can find information about that in the legends of the Jews. But, you know, if you want to know more about the Great Commission, uh, we have a three-part series called the Great Commission series. The first two books are the Acts and the Gospels of the Apostles. And then the third is on the end-time narratives, the apocalyptic texts on the end of days. And so um, I would recommend people check those out.
1: Thank you. So next question is from supposedly Chad. Are the stars sentient? Are they angels? Are we the stars?
0: Uh, I do believe, yes, the stars are sentient. And yes, in some manner that the, uh, the stars, the luminaries, the celestial hosts, Uh, As they are described in the vision of Ezekiel in chapter 1, that the wheels within the wheels and the eyes, um, that all these, in my opinion, represent what we see of the motions of the luminaries as they encompass and circle around the throne room of the Most High God. And that Polaris being the one fixed star of the celestial night, it is indication of where the throne room and the heavenly temple is located. And that's why we see in many other passages um, that all of the angelic hosts encircle the Most High God in the same manner that we see that the stars move in circularity around uh, around Polaris, which is, again, the what Lucifer described as the sides of the north and that he said that the throne of Yah is above the mount of the congregation and that is exactly where Polaris is located and so yes the, the stars are sentient they represent the angelic host and yes we were part of the angelic host before taking on flesh embodiment uh, Rob and I did a show where we were talking about how Abraham, when he was told to go up and look at all the stars in the sky and to count their number, and God said to them that these will be your descendants, and all the number of the stars that you see uh, will be your seed, and so we were in speculating in that show that perhaps God was actually speaking about all of those stars and that the book of Enoch seems to imply this that they will incarnate into flesh form as the descendants of Abraham and so interesting concept to consider but especially when you really examine the topic of free existence predestination and election which I cover in great detail in my seventh book Skyfall, the angels of destiny. All
1: right, thank you. Next question is from Tommy Anakin. Is the Antichrist alive now?
0: I do believe so, uh, that we are close to the time of his revealing, in my opinion, and that even according to the St. Malachi prophecy of the last pope. we are at the time of the 112th Pope and the last one mentioned in that long series of succession that Petrus Romanus is the last Pope and that uh, Francis is connected to him. Um, and so I believe the Popes are the false prophets and that they will reveal the Antichrist and because we are at the last Pope now that This is, you know, one of the next signs that I'm looking for with regard to the continuation of, you know, the story of uh, where we are uh, with regard to the end of days. Uh, I'm just waiting for what is the man of sin to be revealed. You know, the peace treaty and the covenant where he breaks it and, you know, the whole thing of the third temple, all of that. The the great falling away, I believe, is right now, as well as that because the people and the populace has no love of the truth or for the truth. And I think this is connected to biblical cosmology and also to the coming reign of the Antichrist and the declaration that the ancient aliens are our creators, that this is strong delusion. And that, you know, the whole mark of the beast and all that, we are in those times without a doubt. And so, um, yeah, I'm just waiting for the Antichrist to be revealed.
1: Thank you. Next question from Facts Not Fiction. Where in the Bible does it say Satan has 6,000 or 7,000 years to do his business? Six days of creation representing 6,000 years seems Con- contrived also 5,500 year prophecy and other ones don't work
0: um, well yeah there are books and in my book Lucifer father of Cain I wrote a chapter on the 7,000 year timeline and how there are many passages and places where it speaks about this 7,000 year cycle Um, And that would equate to the 120 jubilees, which are 6,000 years and then 1,000 years for the millennial reign. Uh, It does speak about, in many different manuscripts, of this 7,000-year duration for the Second World Age. But how that plays into and how that fits into the coming of Christ, 5,500 years, after Adam is banished from paradise? I don't know. And I can't answer that. And, um, but I know that that prophecy was fulfilled in that manner. And that it was 5,500 years after Adam was cast out, banished from paradise and exiled here to the earth on what was Yom Tera, uh the first of Tishri. That this is all Playing out even right now, and will be fulfilled at the end of days.
1: Thank you. Next question from Thomas Meadows: Do you think that the Mandela effect, moving geography, fulfills that? Fulfills that? I don't know if I. Um,
0: that's an um, interesting postulation, and I I really don't know because. I've not done a great deal of study on the Mandela effect, but if there are things being changed, altered, with regard to scriptures uh, and timelines, and you know, we don't know exactly what the truth of how the uh, the timeline for um, what is the Second World Age, we don't know how it plays out. We don't know what year we are in now. What we do know without a doubt is that we are in the generation of the blooming of the fig tree and that Christ said in Matthew 24, Mark 13 and Luke 21 to know ye the parable of the fig tree. And the blooming of the fig tree is without a doubt connected to the recreation of the nation state of Israel and that happening in our lifetimes We are the generation, in my opinion, that will see the fulfillment of all things when it comes to uh, the apocalypses and the end time narrative.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Ilium Tell. Uh, do you think that the people who are oppressed by governments, such as Islamic nations, China, and North Korea, for example, whom were unable to worship Yahusha while alive, will be able to receive salvation even after they die?
0: Yes, it's not dependent on a nation. And there are people, even though those countries are communistic, atheistic, and that are cracking down hardcore on Christians— we see a great awakening when it comes to uh, you know the these particular nations and even the Muslim countries where they will kill you literally for becoming a Christian and renouncing Islam, and that uh, you know I just uh, heard a testimony of two ladies that uh, Iranian, and they snuck back into their country and had Twenty thousand Bibles sent to them, and spent nine years passing them out, or however long they spent passing them out, putting them in people's mailboxes, and that they themselves created a, you know, a, a whole um, rejuvenation, uh, and that this was the one thing, you know, you could not find Bibles in Iran, and so them planting those seeds and making them available in the manner it just created um, you know a revitalization and interest in the faith and that there's a great awakening happening there and they were caught and put into prison and even while in prison for nine months they uh, brought people to the faith and sharing their testimony it's an incredible story I, I forget the names of these two ladies but You can look them up in testimony uh, on YouTube, and it's an incredible um, story. They even wrote a book about, um, you know, going to prison in Iran and how they were able to share the faith. But these kind of things, Christians are being persecuted in China and even in Russia. It's an atheistic country, but there is a great revitalization of the faith in those places. And whereas here in our country, we see that you know there's this lackadaisical attitude and that we don't even acknowledge how blessed we are, that so many don't uh, understand or even utilize or take advantage of the freedoms that we have to worship in any manner that we choose. I mean... Ah, uh, people are literally putting their lives at risk just to be able to come together and worship in these underground churches. And um, you know, here there seems to be a falling away with regard to faith and and you know people being caught up in idolatry and paganism and uh, false religions and in my opinion. But yes, people from all over the world will be saved at the end of days.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Neely. What caused evening and morning for day one, two, and three before the sun was created on the fourth day?
0: Uh, it's interesting that there's a passage in the legends of the Jews that even though it says that you know the luminaries were uh, created on the fourth day that. Um, Christ was the effused light which was called forth by the Father uh, when he he said light be and that the light was you know it tells us in Revelation that he is the light of the world and so uh, in my opinions you know he was the light according to what we are told in scripture and so the luminaries we know came into being on the fourth day. I also believe that before the destruction of the earth in Genesis 1-2, 1-2, that there was a period where the 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 earth was enshrouded in mist, and that it describes even in the testimony of Kreta Mutwa and other places, like in Genesis chapter two, verses four through seven, it speaks about, you know, that the earth was watered by this mist. And that there was not yet rain. Uh, And I don't believe, I believe that according to other aspects, which I share in this new book, that they were not able to see the stars or to penetrate this mist. And it wasn't until the destruction of the First World Age that things changed and that um, the canopy of this particular cloud barrier. Uh, collapsed and then they were able to see through what was a fog that had enshrouded the earth. And afterwards, that condensation, evaporation, and all of these things with regard to the formation of storms and the cycle of rain and showers, and uh, and even when the sun, you know, was put into place and uh, its effect on the topography and its, you know, the in being part of the dynamic of evaporation and the uh, solicitation of water from the oceans and from the rivers and lakes and uh, all of that, you know, the the water then rising up into the air to form these clouds and then coming down in condensation that this whole cycle didn't occur until after that time. And so um, something that I also write about in what is the the whole legend of Turtle Island that I did a show, I forget what the name of it was, but I shared the whole story of Turtle Island and how the Earth had once been um, one continent, one island, one landmass, uh, Pangea, and that it was destroyed at that time as well, and that all these changes took place during that. Uh, all of this information is going to be in this new book, which... As I said, there's so much information I'm probably going to have to split up the book and I apologize for having to do that but uh, I think it would be intimidating to give you, um, you know, a book uh, of this size anyways it would probably scare most people and you wouldn't want to read it anyways An
1: 800-page book?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it might end up being that, oh my gosh
1: (laughs) Ah. Well, we're all excited for it. Next question is from P3 Nat Raider. Please answer, even if you have answered before, if possible. Have you noticed that nothing that was made was said to be good until dry land appeared? Up until then, the third day, it just says it was so.
0: Yes, it says, uh, you know, when the light and the darkness was separated, that of the light it was good, but of the darkness it does not say that. And I believe it's because the darkness represents the forces of Legion and also the rebellion of the angels, um, that they had went to war against the Most High, essentially, and that they, being the forces of evil, uh that god did not say of the darkness that it was good and yeah i think that's a very interesting when you read closely the the whole theme of um you know it was good it was good it was good and it does not say that of this particular uh, moment or occasion in what is the timeline of the creation narrative
1: Thank you. Next question is from Dante Ocatorina. This is interesting to me that we are fallen too. Where can I hear more of this?
0: Um, The seventh book, the uh, Skyfall, the Angels of Destiny. And, I mean, you don't even have to buy the book. Just search Skyfall or Sons of God, who we are. And while we are here, I've literally done probably dozens of shows where I've shared all of these passages and all of this information. Uh, also, just look up pre-existence. Uh, I'm sure that we even have a, uh, a, a playlist on this particular theme. But yeah, if you just look up, you can find uh, even the primordial guff is a topic that is connected to this. And also, I did a show called The Book of Remembrance uh, not long ago about this particular topic. Um, so, but if you want to read about it, uh, The Great Contest won The War in Heaven uh, has a lot of information on pre-existence, but uh, the two books, Sons of God, Who We Are, Why We Are Here, and The Skyfall, Angels of Destiny, uh especially skyfall is fully the whole book is about preexistence predestination and election and you can get all of the sources and the ancient manuscripts that are connected to this particular theme and topic uh in that particular book as well
1: yes which we've added to links but if you're just listening you can also check on sacredwordpublishing.com With that, we'll move on to the next question from Juliet Mary. Are we supposed to eat the meat cooked raw? I know some countries, they eat raw meats, pork, beef, fish, etc. What are God's commands on this?
0: God says explicitly to not eat meat that has the blood within it. And the blood is the life force. The blood is the spirit. And so, uh, no, we're not even supposed to... Eat undercooked meat uh, that has the blood within it. And I know a lot of people like to have their steaks a little bit bloody, but um, I, I, I prefer, you know, well done, and I don't want to even risk having any blood within it. And that's because of uh, the covenant that was made with uh, Noah and that he told him expressly to not eat meat that has blood within it, because that the blood is life and the life force of the soul. And so it's a big no-no according to God. And this was something that the fallen angels and the giants uh, did. And this is something that the elites are involved in. Uh, you can read Micah chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, and you'll see that even the princes of Israel uh, falling away that they were involved in this practice in cannibalism and the drinking of blood and it's a it's abomination according to the most
1: thank you next question from Neely revelation 6 13 when the stars fall from heaven does this mean angels will fall to earth are stars angels
0: yes they are and I do believe yes the that the angels will be shaken, you know, like a fig uh, tree, and that they will come crashing to the earth, and that this will not only bring, I believe, the fallen some of the fallen angels here for judgment, because it speaks about in the Revelation of Saint John the theologian that they're going to want to fly, but that uh, and to escape, but that their capacities are diminished, and that they will not be able to escape the judgment of what is the end of days and the return of Christ for second advent. And so, um, but yes, that the angels crashing here to the earth, the stars coming to the earth, that is all part also of the wrath of God being poured out on the wicked. Because it will the earth will be destroyed completely. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And as it says in Second Peter, of which we read that, this world age will be destroyed in fervent heat. Uh, And so, you know, all of that. um, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. If you read the Revelation of St. John the Theologian and the second book of the Sibling Oracles, it goes into great detail of how the stars crash into the earth will set ablaze the earth and that before Yahushua steps down or comes down uh, upon the earth, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth in preparation for the coming of the Bridegroom and also for New Jerusalem. So all of that can be found in, the, in many other texts, the Apocalypse of Elijah, uh, the Apocalypse of Abraham, the Apocalypse of Thomas, uh, the Apocalypse of Peter. All of those can be found in the Great Commission 3, the End Time Apocalypses.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Angela Wacker. What can you tell us about the comet Neowise?
0: Um, not much, because I don't know what it is. I, I'm guessing it's the, the comment that is currently uh, visible, that people are able to see it, and how and what significance it has. Um, I'm not certain. I do know without a doubt that at the end of days, there will be this um, object called wormwood and what the Coleman Bible calls the destroyer, and that it will have a part to play in, again, the unfolding of the end of days, the destruction of a third of the ships and the creatures in the sea, and turning the rivers and the waters into to blood, uh, all of that will be connected to this Wormwood destroyer object, and you know, if this particular comet is that, I, I really don't know. Um, could be. Uh, we are, in my opinion, close. You know, so who knows?
1: Thank you. Next question is from Juliet Mary. What's the best way to get God to answer our prayers?
0: To pray with um, a fervent mind and a, uh, a a passionate heart, and to repent and to really. Be serious with your relationship with the Most High God and to uh, dedicate and prioritize yourself to the kingdom and to salvation through Christ. Um, that if you take the commandments seriously, you study and read and you know really make your relationship with God important, uh, I believe that he will recognize you Taking those steps and will more than willingly come halfway to join you in relationship and intimacy.
1: Thank you. Next question is from ears to hear, eyes to see. Does Scripture say which way Moses led the people out of Egypt?
0: Um, yeah, it does. It tells you of all the you know the the crossing and. Uh, how they crossed the Reed Sea, and then they went up towards, you know, and wandered around the the wilderness, the desert for 40 years, and all of that is found. People have talked about and covered that um, particular journey. But, you know, the 40 years of wandering, um, God wanted that generation to die out before he was going to allow them, those that were righteous, uh remaining to inherit what would be the promised land and so how all that you know unfolded uh i don't know um but you know i'm certain that there are those that have plotted out those journeys but without a doubt they ended up at mount sinai on what was uh shavuot pentecost and you know journeyed towards uh the Promised Land thereafter, and crossed the River Jordan, um, and and fought with you know Sihon Og the Amalekites and all of them, um, and and Moshe wasn't allowed to to cross over the River Jordan, but Joshua led the people into the Promised Land. Um, but yeah, all that has been plotted by people, I'm sure.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Dante Ocatorina. Could vaccines be the mark of the beast?
0: I think the vaccines certainly will have a part to play in what is not only the disease, uh, the chipping, uh, and AI technology, cyber, you know, not only altering and corrupting the DNA and the genome of humanity and causing death and destruction and pushing the whole depopulation agenda. Uh, certainly vaccines will have a part to play in that. But I think that the mark itself will have an AI technology component that controls buying or selling, and that it will be something that gives you access to being able to pay for uh, once you accept this technology and, and bow down to this particular system. And incorporate yourself into it um, that, you know, there's some kind of AI technological capacity uh, attributed to it. And whether the vaccines are to administer and to make this technology, uh, to put it within us, I don't know. But um, certainly um, it could have a part to play without a doubt.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Seek the Truth TV. Star/Host of Heavens last/Angels, slash are they all the same?
0: Uh, they are, but you know, the stars are you know, not all of the angels take on embodiment in the stars. You know, we are also the celestial hosts. We are also the sons of God. And yet we find ourselves in fallen form. We take on human mortal embodiment, as Christ did when he was born of Adam's bloodline. Uh, Even though he was immaculately conceived, but still he dressed himself and assumed mortal embodiment. Uh, We as well, uh, our election was that we would enter into flesh form, just like Jeremiah. I knew you before you entered into the womb of your mother. I had foreordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. Christ revealed to him about his pre-existence in the same manner that all of us also pre-existed and were known by him before the foundations of the world and before we ever entered into the wombs of our mothers.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Allison Lay Cornish. Zen, have you ever heard of Christ awakening and do you believe this has happened to people?
0: Christ awakening Um, uh, maybe what she's speaking about is like people becoming aware of their connection to you know the Christ consciousness that is within them and when I say the Christ consciousness within them not that we can aspire to be gods ourselves but the fact that yes we are angelic beings caught up in a human experience and living in a fallen state of being. And that the remembrance of who we are and where we are and what all of this is about, that truly it is connected to pre-existence. And that pre-existence is the fact that as sons of God, we were all created by the Godhead and that the very source of life The spirit, the nefesh, the Holy Spirit, that is the breath of life, that is blown into us. That aspect of us is the connecting link, the immortal aspect of who we truly are. And that is Christ and the kingdom within us. And so, yes, people are waking up to such knowledge and to such revelation. And they are embracing uh, and, you know, doing the work. Of uh, the kingdom. Uh, these uh, people I call, you know, the seekers of lost paradise, uh, and those who would seem to be fools, um, according to those that have never sought these other worlds. And so, yes, many people are now waking up to who they truly are and how, you know, we are greater than what the world has told us. We are more than our bodies. We are more than just uh, brain activity. And, you know, the, everybody says that, or a lot of people that deny God and don't believe in life after death, they believe that uh, all we are is brain activity, you know, and that uh, when we die, lights out, that's it. But no, there's an immortal aspect to who we are, the nefesh, the Holy Spirit, the Christ within us the kingdom within us, that part of us goes on after the death of our bodies. And it is that part of us that goes on to be with the Lord. Uh, And if we are righteous, we will dwell in paradise, if not in perdition. And so that's the importance of living a lawful life and accepting Christ as Savior Messiah and not acting in sin and denying God or the existence of God or in even the existence of who you truly are.
1: Thank you. Next question is from Juliet Mary. Can demons cause mental illness like schizophrenia, psychosis, etc.?
0: Absolutely. And I do believe without a doubt that uh, a lot of spiritual possession And the spiritual aspect of the war against us is, in fact, um, demonic possession. And that a lot of even the vaccine damage that has caused and been affected upon even children and older people with the Alzheimer's and dementia, that these things are, um, in their spiritual aspect, linked to uh, what is demonic influence and the destruction, the miscegenation, and the corruption of the genome and the DNA, and that uh, these kind of things are happening. And I think that a lot of people that are said to have mental illness and that hear the spirits and hear the voices of not only demons, but also angels, um, that they, because the psychiatric and the uh, mental, uh, those that, you know, are supposed to help people with mental illness or mental conditions uh, that they don't consider the spiritual aspect of the worlds that we are living in. And because of that, they only use drugs and they don't believe people when they are telling them that they are able to hear spirits, to hear voices. You know, some people are able to talk to the dead um, and these kind of things I can't imagine you know, having uh, th- those kind of capabilities or those, I mean, um, and so I'm sure a lot of these people not holding back or, you know, having such capacity, I, even as children, that if they didn't learn to not speak loudly and to not put themselves in jeopardy, that they would b- have been locked up. And I'm sure that many of the mental wards are uh, fill of people that um, because of what they hear and what they are dealing with, uh, they are locked up and they are drugged and they are zombified um, because of you know these kind of situations.
1: Thank you. Uh, let me see if I can find any more from the chat. We still have about fifteen minutes left, so I'm actually going to go back to episode forty-two. We had a bunch of leftover questions at that time, so that a question is from Strumble: When we die, now do we stay asleep in the grave until the end of days, or do we go to heaven now and get and be judged?
0: Yes, it is my opinion that after death, we are brought before. Uh, the angels of both the angels of light and the angels of darkness, and that it says in the vision of Paul that those that are a good and part of the elect, that they will have the guardian angel as their helper and that he will assist them in testifying on their, uh, well, she will assist them and, you know, also their guardian angels as well. But it says the Holy Spirit comes to testify as well on their behalf and as long as they are righteous that um, they will go on to be with the Lord and go on to dwell in paradise Uh, but those that are not they will have darkness within them and that the angels of perdition will be able to cling on and to hold on to that aspect of them and to drag them into Sheol and to you know to punish them because of uh, their having fallen short. And so I recommend the vision of Paul chapters 12 through, I think it's 23. Um, And it will give you great detail on what happens to um, both a good and an evil person after death.
1: Thank you. This next question is from tonight's live chat from Sherry B. Is it possible we have misinterpreted the desolation of the temple? Could it be the desolation is the mark of the beast which gives Satan a seat in our body, the temple?
0: Uh, yeah, I do absolutely agree with that. And I do believe that, yes, the, the temple of God is our bodies and is our flesh form. Um, and that the destruction and also the man of sin revealing himself within our flesh bodies, that this could absolutely be within the hearts, the souls, and the minds of each one of us as individuals. And that, you know, as God said, Christ said, the kingdom is within. And so I do believe that this aspect uh, is playing out and will play out. Uh, But I do also believe that there will be in some manner... Um, uh, of wherever the man of sin being revealed, he declares himself as God within the temple of God. And how that plays out, we won't know exactly whether it's going to be a physical, you know third temple or whatever. But I do believe that as occasion, as event, it will be recognizable to those that are carefully watching. And that you know it could even be something like you know the uh, the, the Rome um and, and the the false prophet the Pope introducing the Antichrist in some manner and him declaring himself as God openly you know wherever he may be we don't know how it's going to play out but I do believe it will be recognizable and that it will take place in a way that is more than just uh mental or within the the construct of our bodies but that there will be something uh, but i do believe that this is an aspect of it yes
1: thank you next question is from elizabeth inman what are the keys of enoch
0: the keys of enoch um I would really have to know what context and what per you know the person is actually speaking to and if there's a book it sounds to me almost like the uh, the Goetia, which you know we have the lesser keys of Solomon and the greater uh, keys of Solomon which are books of arcana and uh, magic and as far as you know being able to conjure up devils and demons but with regard to specifically what the keys of Enoch are, uh, I don't know because I've not seen them mentioned anywhere. And so I wouldn't know in what context the person is asking a question.
1: Thank you. Um, she says a book was written about it, but. Um, okay, yeah, I don't know yeah. about the book. <laughs> Okay, so next question is from Fabiola Austin. Zen, do you know about an app to locate other truth seekers?
0: No, I don't, but that would be a really good um, thing. And we had also uh, set up meetups where, you know, people that are part of our group and that fellowship, they could gather together with others in, in their particular part of the country or world um i don't know if that is still ongoing but i i thought we were trying to set up something like that but um we should you know try to help others to come together with others i have an
1: idea
0: congregation okay well joy's got an idea so
1: yes (laughs)
0: we will follow up on that
1: okay well Well, I was gonna say that we've had um, we've been trying to ask uh, our listeners to share share their story, their testimony, and to write an article about their own testimony of how they came to truth. Yeah, just all things um, truth seeker related. And we've had a couple of people send in their articles for like they're sharing their story. And we've had a couple of people also tell us that they found out that there were other Um, listeners, other people within this community living like five minutes away, and they never would have known unless they had put that article out there. And then, you know, they shared their contact information and then people within that city will reach back out to them and then they'll create little meetups locally and things like that. Um, So if you have a story that you would like to share, uh, please do email us at sacredwordpublishingllc at gmail.com. And we... Potentially we'll add it to the newsletter um, within the next couple of months. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we do have a newsletter. If you go to sacredwordpublishing.com and you scroll all the way to the bottom and click sign up under the newsletter section, um, you can sign up for our newsletter where we share information about what Zen is studying, what Jen Justin is studying, updates on about all the different orphanages that we have started and support. Um, and just the events, just everything that we can, that we have to share with you, we share with you there. And we would love to share more people's stories because I think it's really encouraging for other people to hear of, um, others that are in the same situation as them in terms of being shunned away from their family, how they've dealt with it or how they came to Christ. There's just so many amazing, beautiful testimonies out there. So if you have one you'd like to share, please do reach out to us.
0: Yes, awesome
1: Yes, thank you And we should
0: consider, you know, different ways of increasing that database And uh, if people are wanting to gather in congregation with others And uh, making that information, you know, as long as they're okay with that um, And helping to connect people in that way somehow
1: Yes, absolutely So
0: if somebody knows how to make an app to do that, that would be awesome
1: yeah, that would but that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we have time for maybe one more question. We have All six right. minutes left. I believe that the next question is from Seek the Truth TV. Do you think comets could be windows of heaven slash floodgates? Uh,
0: I do believe that comets are allowed into our world and time space dimensionality through the windows of heaven. And the reason I say that is because in the Colburn Bible, it speaks about how the destroyer, um, this particular object that had a part to play in the exodus and also the destruction of the first world age uh, and others that it was allowed into uh, through the windows of heaven. And so uh, I believe the portion of the text I'm uh, referring to is called The Destruction and Recreation, and you can read about it there.
1: Awesome. We have to do one more because you're at 39 questions, and we just have to hit 40. We have to do 40. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Great. So, yes, I I think that is a new record. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, last question of the night, our 40th question, record setting, is from The Fifth Trumpet. What, do you, what is the main point that you're trying to get across with your work?
0: Well, the main point is that we are fallen beings and we're in a fallen state of uh, being and we're in a fallen world and that the reason being is because, you know, the whole thing of the temptation, the eating of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but that Christ is the promise of salvation and that he entered into flesh form in order to redeem us and to restore us to our first estate and to rectify the fall. And so the whole purpose, uh, even the, you know, in the council of the mighty, it speaks about even before the creation of the earth and the, even the creation of humanity, that it was discussed how man would fall away, but that Christ assumed the role as Savior Messiah in order to redeem us, and to restore us, and so his purpose um, is to be and was to be Savior Messiah, and that's why salvation is through him, and that's why all the things that we teach, all the books and all the information that we bring forth is to help you to understand that truth, and so that you can Accept him as Messiah. Come to know him as creator and come to know that what he did for you and that the father in establishing the Levitical feast days, that these were fulfilled by the son. That, you know, just as Abraham was offered to uh, asked to uh, sacrifice uh, Isaac on Passover, God did that for us that Christ was the passover lamb the lamb without spot or blemish and that he was also the high priest that resurrected on the first fruits brought Adam and his descendants as the first fruits of the resurrected dead before the father and then sending the holy spirit on pentecost and that the three remaining fall feasts he will return on yamturah and again, that was the day that Adam was cast out of paradise. Um, and he was born on that day into the flesh. He will come again in the second advent at the end of the age for the harvest. He will take on the judgment seat on the day of atonement, Yom Hibber Karim. And then New Jerusalem will descend out of the heavens on Sukkot, the feast of tabernacles. And those that are worthy, those that are numbered with the elect, God willing, all of us that we will then enter into New Jerusalem for what will be the millennial rest, uh, the the you know the Sabbath rest, the thousand years, and so that's how you know He fulfilled the first uh, portion of the the Levitical feast days, and He will fulfill the second uh, aspect, the fall feast as well, and so it's very important to understand, you know. Why he came into the flesh and why God became man and why we are redeemed through him. And so everything that we do, all the work that we bring forth, all the teachings, all the knowledge is to help you to understand this truth.
1: Thank you. It is 1059 p.m. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us and for sending in your questions. If you have a question that you'd like to get answered in a future episode, please feel free to email us at sacredwordpublishingllc at gmail.com with some subject line Zen AMA, and we'll make sure to get it on a future episode or just join us live and ask us in the live chat Um, But with that, Zen, if you could please close us out in prayer, that would be wonderful.
0: Yes, absolutely. Father God, as always, we're just so eternally grateful for your love, and we humble ourselves before you in thanksgiving for all life and being for this moment, this day, this chance to even offer you this prayer, to bow before you in thanksgiving for just all the blessings that you pour upon us, and Lord, we just want to be able to help others to come to truth, to come to knowledge and to understand your gospel, to understand why it is that you established in prophecy that Christ would come into the flesh and that he will come again at the end of days and that we are that generation that will will see and see all these things fulfilled uh, being the fig tree generation We're just so grateful to you for all the chances that we have to learn your truth and to share it and to help others to also make sense of it, uh, to be the watchman, the watchwoman, to sound the trumpet, and to help others to prepare for those things that are coming. We just pray, Lord, that you help everybody to awaken to your truth and to the revelation of what's going on, and of the fact that we are at the end of days and that um, it's time to get off the fence and to really take serious the kingdom and prioritize um, our relationships with you and our being humble servants unto you, Lord, and uh, to take the role and the mission of who we are, why we are, what all of this is really about, to consider the larger questions of, our being and why we are here in this time even now and so we glorify praise you honor you all is for you uh, your glory Lord and because only you are worthy and we just thank you and love you and praise you always with every word every breath uh, may our life be our example and may we walk and live our prayers in your name and the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Zen. Thank you, everyone. We love you and we're so grateful for your support and we'll see you next time. Shalom and good night.
0: Good night, all. Be blessed. Shalom. Thank
1: you,
0: everybody, for joining us for this video and this broadcast. We appreciate all of you and thank you for your patronage. Please do like and subscribe and share with your friends. God bless all of you in your seeking.